0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Marr. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry.
1: So, um, yeah, so... Let's start by um, telling me about, you know, your, your background in, in greyhound racing, and I'm keen to know how you got into the um, the media side of it.
0: Yeah, well, I guess for a lot of people, it's it's through sort of their family. I mean, they, they follow what their, their parents do or have some sort of connection, but growing up, I didn't really make any um, connection to, to greyhounds. My, my dad had some small shares in, in Thoroughbreds, and then when I turned 18, you as you do, you start going to the, the pub with your mates and have a few beers <laughs> and I ended up developing a, a bit of a passion for the dogs. So, um, the course I was doing right then, I needed a, a day of work placement one day a week. So, I went to uh, Sandown first stop, didn't have a lot of luck. Then went to the Meadows second stop, didn't have a lot of luck. In the end, I ended up going to uh, GRV one day a week with Campbell Davies, who was the marketing manager at the time. So, uh, since then, did a few things and... Um, Lucky enough, a position opened up at Sandown, which i obviously took. And, and since then, it's just been a sort of development and just having a crack at, at different things. And in the end, there's opportunity at, at Sky to do different things. And, um, yeah, the rest has sort of snowboard from there over the past probably almost three years.
1: Yeah, nice. And, and you know, when the, the Sky opportunity come up, is, is that something that, you know, was in the back of your mind? You'd ever thought you'd end up on Sky? Or was it just sort of like, yeah, okay, I'm going to give this a crack?
0: Um, it was all a bit of a transition. I mean, growing up, you I didn't really do a lot of, of that sort of stuff at all. You certainly had a appreciation for the, the theatre of sport and, and get caught up in everything that, that comes along with that. But I think it was Speed Star Trials in, in one of the first series that um, was hosted back in 2016, 2017. I sort of just uh, hosted those trials on a, a Periscope stream through Twitter and, after that you get a little bit more comfortable and i think luckily enough in a sport like this Dimity, that's not um, like it's a, it's a significant part of this Australian sporting landscape but it's not massive as we know it's not an afl it's not a nrl it's not cricket so there is opportunity for people that are willing to have a dip and yep. um, show a bit of passion and and take that next step so that's sort of where it all comes from
1: yeah nice and when i you know sp- spoke to mark oldman a couple of months ago i was asking him about you know you must get a real buzz on those you know big group one nights when you're sort of right there in the midst of the action is that um you know i'm guessing the feeling's exactly the same for yourself
0: yeah 100 percent. i mean it's there's nights and then there's nights i mean (laughs) it's a bit hard now with with not a lot of crowd on course and and atmosphere and all that but prior i mean the big nights are are really big nights but it's a melbourne cup night australian cup night or a golden easter egg they're all just really big and the feeling doesn't change. I mean, every time you sort of get in the seat, you're ready to go, you think, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great night. But as soon as that intro hits you, your heart starts pounding and <laughs> it's those bigger nights where um, it, it does so at the most.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, do you do you get nervous in those, you know, I get nervous watching big races just sitting at home. Like, do you get sort of nervous and excited and, you know, the adrenaline goes and then you've got to turn around and, you know, interview someone post-race? And I was only looking um, last night at, you know, Lucky Karabitz Sarkos after his um he's Melbourne Cup win, like he was just, you know, absolutely buzzing and you know, watching watching you interview him and that, like you just must feed off people's um energy when they're that excited.
0: Yeah. I mean it's a it's a bit of a difficult balance actually because the the fan inside of you is watching the race and and really keen to see what happens with the result, but then in the second part of that, you've got to be ready to ask him a question because as soon as the race caller reads the time, it's it's back to you and it's go time. And I remember, I mean, I've been lucky enough to speak to the, the trainer after Melbourne Cup and the most recent one, uh, Lucky Last Year. That was actually a bit different because we saw how emotional he was and I thought to myself, tell you what, this is better for the viewer if I just let him go. I mean... Yeah and go and speak to him, but what, what am I going to ask him that's going to be better than what we're seeing at the moment? So that was a, a bit of a unique one. And then the year before with Anthony has a party and, and Whiskey Ride, I mean, he was beside himself. And yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you just got to get the most out of there. That's there. Try not to deliver statements, sort of mark's specific questions. It's going to get a, a response from them that's valuable to the people watching at home.
1: Yep. And, you know, speaking of the Melbourne Cup, you know, the, the post that Sandown popped up today, you know, I can't believe it's only 100 days away. I was hoping to get down there, but I don't like my chances being from New South Wales at the moment. But fingers crossed, you never know. Do you have, um, you know, I know it's really a long way out, but do you have a, a prediction or someone you're hoping to see contest the series?
0: Um, I mean, in this sport, it's a long way out, as you say, 100 days. It feels like it comes around so quick. The race will come around so quick, but in, in terms of... Uh, Specific greyhounds. You look at the all-in market and the the top end. You'd expect to go that way, but there'll be plenty that pop up in between that that announce themselves as contenders. But I think if the point out one, it's it's probably Co blends. I mean, he's not the the quickest dog in the world. There's like like Aston Rupee who are faster, but it's just that elite box speed that wins melbourne cups i mean there hasn't been too many there where greyhounds have been able to come from behinds and we know he's a he's a faultless beginner so i'll I'll be leaning towards one like him
1: yeah do you have a um a race not like obviously you're just talking about your experience with the melbourne cups but do you have a, a particular race night that sticks out um in your mind that you just thought wow i can't believe you know i was a part of that
0: um yeah i do actually it's it was uh, well, before I started to do any sort of broadcasting related stuff, so I look back to twenty fifteen where I hadn't done any of that. I was, I was working at Sandown, it would have been my uh, second or third year there, and I remember being in the kennels just before the Melbourne Cup, and obviously that was the one with Fernando Bale and and Dina Double. And I remember being yeah. there with the the, the custom made rugs, is standing there, and once all of them got their rugs, they had it on, and it was sort of getting towards that. 10 minutes before the race, I just I still remember standing there and just thinking, hang on, take this in. You look around, there's Fernando <laughs> that's done a double one and Bear Villazza and Secret Spells. Uh, it's just one of those points in time where you just stand there and think, how good's this?
1: Yep, and then, you know, you look at what they've done now, like Fernando, arguably the greatest sire of all time, and, yeah, you look back and go, Well I was right next to him. How exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%.
1: Now, tell me about the nickname Patch. Like, obviously, you know, we see you on the, the Catch and Pen and you do a great job on there yourself, Mark and Jason. Where did the name nickname Patch come from?
0: Um, well, I got that in 2014 where I joined a, a footy club in, in Springvale down here in, in south-east Victoria. And, um, yeah, there's just a, a, a club with a culture where everyone had to have a nickname. So they come up with that, referring to my last name, Ben Adams, and the – the movie Patch Adam. So then when I went on to the pen, obviously to Jason's with myself and also the wizard and they had to differentiate and somehow <laughs> With when uh, Dave Stanley was, was hosting. So they sort of asked me as we're recording the show, I think it might've been the first or second episode about a nickname. And, that's what came off the top of my head. It was the only one that was sort of relevant at the time, and it seemed sort of stuck.
1: <laughs> I um, I honestly thought it was after the yeah. He was a phenomenal greyhound. I actually raced him once, and he ran a ridiculous time. Patch Adams, the greyhound, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe he was involved in the ownership or something like that. That's <laughs> honestly where I thought the name might have come from. No. But yeah,
0: yeah. Well, since then, uh, the, the thoroughbred horse as well has gone quite well, and it was runnable yep. last year. He wanted a massive price, so I haven't seen him around recently though.
1: Yep. Now you're on um, you're on the Catch and Pen as we know. How did you um, how did you come about starting on um, that show?
0: I was quite fortunate to be honest, because when I first started to dabble in doing different things, whether it be a, um, a media content related to Sandown, or whether it be on RSN Radio doing things there, and at the time James Vandermark uh, was on the, the Catching Pen and, and doing a lot more of that stuff, and heading up parting ways with Sky, and, and then it was leading into a. Um, the real heavyweight time of year, where I think it was a leading up to a Top Gun, and obviously leading into the Melbourne Cup. So, they needed someone, and because I was uh, relatively experienced, they come to me and went straight into it. So, it was all pretty raw, and you just get thrown in on your feet, and you got <laughs> to learn that. Um, Sometimes that's the best
1: way to be. Yeah, nice. Now, when you um, record, are you? I actually naive me. Like when I was younger, you know, I watched it all through, and I I can't remember. I think it was Mick Radley said to me. He goes, "You realise that we just have board shorts on and you know a, a suit jacket up top." And I was like, I was flabbergasted. I was like, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, we're not all professional." <laughs> so is that is that what you're like, especially working from home now?
0: Um, if I was going into the Melbourne studio, I've usually got the chinos or something like that, but yeah, when of more recent times where you you do it from home, it it doesn't matter what you got underneath, but typically, yeah, yeah, either it's chinos or the the tracks of your pants and depends whether there's socks or rug boots, but, um, yeah, it's definitely business up top and, and party down the bottom. Party
1: down the bottom. That's right. Now, just, you know, just my final question, like, and I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but, you know there's not um you know I don't hear many people say to me oh you know getting into the greyhound media or working on sky is something I'd love to do whether people are a bit you know a bit shy or a bit hesitant you know is there you know from your experience you know is there a bit of advice you could give to somebody who's maybe thinking about trying to crack in to that side of the industry
0: yeah exactly what I said before I mean it's a sport that's um big enough to be relevance in the sport and, and racing landscape, but it's also a sport that's small enough where you can create your own opportunities and it doesn't have a real um, significant depth of people who write stories who can present on TV and, and do podcasts like you do yourself. So if you're going to, um, if you want to stand out in that space, you can just have a dip. There's a young fellow who a lot of people would know um, Speaker Hans on Twitter called Heath Sutton. I've had a bit to do with Heath yes. recently yep. and, and he's, what he's doing at the moment is sort of perfect he's having a dip. he's putting himself out there um he's going to learn over time that's only natural so yeah we're, we're in a sport where we're very fortunate if you're going to uh have a bit of a dip you're going to be noticed and if you want to go further um you're going to give yourself every opportunity
1: his blooper video the other day that he popped up was absolutely gold I was like, <laughs> oh, he's so much like me yeah
0: <laughs> He actually he, – he did work experience with me around the Cut the Carnival and he he oh, he mentions he mentioned about um, a, a few of those bloopers and I thought, oh, I haven't seen them, mate, and then last week it popped up. I thought, oh, here we go. That's one <laughs> of them. That that's slipped through to the keeper that's, that's gone online. That was great, wasn't it?
1: So good. And, you know, like I interviewed him, oh, it be a month or so ago now, and – for such a, a young boy, I couldn't believe how articulate and how well he spoke. Like it, it really took me back, and I was like, "Mate, you are just destined f- to do something great in the industry." The way he speaks, you know, at such a young age, he's gone places for sure.
0: Yeah, and here's another example of you don't you don't need to be heavily entrenched in the in the sport to really uh, make an a name for yourself. One like him, he's he's he sort of generated an interest because he adopted Zipping Mac, and and since then he's had the connection with uh, George Ferruja's uncle in, in Uncle Mars. And, yeah, he's developed a passion and now he's, he's really having a dip doing the previews every week and consistently as well. I mean, it's easy enough to do that for a feature race meeting, but he's been doing it week after week for, for some time now. So, yeah, he, if he's to stick with that, he's going to have a massive future.
1: Yeah, exactly. And do you have any um, greyhounds yourself? Do you own any?
0: Uh, not that are actively racing. I've got a pet here at home and during the first – National Greyhound Draft. We played a big part in that. Obviously, yep. Sanyan um, did so, and my girlfriend Hannah. She went and picked out uh, a young boy who ended up being the the number one draft picked in Wallbanger. So, as a family, with oh, my lovely. parents, we had a a share in in him. So that was a yep. bit of a ride, and especially for my parents, that was the first dog they've ever had, and oh, for them lovely. to. To go through that experience and not only have one just race, but at, at city level is an amazing experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh look, no,
0: we'll, no, no, no dogs currently racing at the moment.
1: No, that's all right, Mark. Um, I think Mark will um burst when his feral Frankie um gets to the track and <laughs> it's his first race. <laughs> he's well, well, hopefully excited.
0: Mark has more luck with his hands than what Jason Lincoln does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let might that have one turned go the keeper? Watch
0: that space. <laughs> hey, watch that space.
1: No worries. Oh look yeah keep going with what you're doing um you know yeah we all we all love your work like i said you know you're on sky the the feature race meetings are coming up you know it's coming into that real good time of the year especially in victoria um you know with all those exciting races coming up and yeah thanks so much for your time and um yeah it's uh yeah looking forward to it
0: my pleasure dimity keep up the good work You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Mar, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.